I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad. Is really sad. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Bling, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. What'd you say? I thought I was the most important interview of the day. You are. That's why I threw the jacket on before we got this thing started. <laughs> oh, man. Um, how are you, man? Before we get, get too, too deep into it, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, you know, my uh, work, is, work is crazy. You know, work is a continual jester and, and idol that uh, pulls at my attention and... Um, you know, the reality is, if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, they would figure it all out, right? And and I'm, sure. not getting, I'm not getting hit by a bus. I'm going on an intentional leave to support my family, and they're still going to figure it all out. So I think I just have to come to grips with how replaceable I am, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's probably tough, man. I know, uh, I know how you view yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's tough, you know, and there are, I do take on a lot of stuff at work, but the reality is there's a, you know, however many other people that can do it and, and it's exposing some issues I have with delegation. You know, I, I don't delegate yeah. to my team uh, and they say, if somebody can do something 80% as good as you, then you should delegate it. Let so, them do it. Yeah. Good. Well, okay. Well, that's good. Well, we missed you last night at, at GC. Yeah. It was, uh, it was good. We, uh, I hope you don't, you guys don't mind. I did say, say a prayer for the flea hardies. I think that it's pretty close for them. So yeah, I'll take all the <laughs> prayers I can get whenever I can. Yeah. Yeah. As uh, Georgia excited. Oh, she's stoked. She, uh, she wrote a book for her little sibling to be. And, uh, first chapter was don't, don't chase a rabbit down a hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which, that's pretty profound. The parable she's throwing together. Hey, I, I think it's good practical and theoretical advice. I mean, you know, don't, you shouldn't chase a rabbit down a hole, you know, in general, but also there are some, uh, you know, yeah. examples of chasing rabbits down holes with, you know, conversation and whatnot, but how are well, you? Good. Well, I'm, I'm good. I want to, I want to be respectful of your time like you are with all our other guests. So I'm in an exciting position today where I uh, am in the driver's seat. Uh, I don't know if it was by design or the fact that we're running out of material, but uh, here I am, uh, Pony Express. I have a special guest today. Uh, you all know him as uh, the Burpee King, uh, the first FQ. I think he was actually one of the original uh, co-Qs for one of the first CSOPs, um, has uh, planted and uh, really grew the pit and... Uh, so we've got our man, the plague, with us today. So big welcome to the plague, plague. Thanks for being here, man. I've uh, done a lot of these interviews with you. It's exciting to to finally uh, get to interview you. Um, I'm going to promise the audience to uh, keeping you to a, a time limit of speaking about 30 seconds per question because I know you need that uh, framework to, to work with them. So 
Anyway, welcome to the plague. Plague, I just want to get started here, man, like we always do with, uh, you know, your first cue. Who EH you? You know, how did you get the name the plague? First thoughts on that, that first cue. Yeah, man. Uh, well, it's a pleasure to be here. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. And it's interesting being on, on this side of the interview. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, grateful just to have a chance to share my story. So I, I was EH by Tonight Show. Uh, he and I worked together and uh, he came up to me one day. He said, hey, I got this men's leadership group. They're all about focusing on, on family and prioritizing your life. He didn't even tell me about the workout uh, and, I, and I was in. Um, of course, I, I think I was planning to show up to that group and uh, really dominate the workout because I, I run every day. Uh, you know, I'm thinking like, how fit can these guys be? Um, and just with other things going on in, in my life at that time, I showed up to that workout and um, it was a burner. It was, it, I was pretty gassed. I can't remember who was on the queue, um, but it was at the Oracle because at the time we only had, I think we had Monday, Saturday, and maybe Thursday workouts. Um, and uh, maybe, maybe Cornhusker was live there too, but I think, um, yeah, I just remember in the circle, they said, you know, tell us about yourself. I said, well, I'm a, I'm a nurse by background. I work in IT and uh, out of the back, Celex voice comes out and, you know, hey, didn't you used to own a vaccine company? And um, I, I did, and it was extremely unsuccessful. So I don't really talk about it a whole lot. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned that, I, you know, I said, yeah, it was a, you know, a disaster business venture. And so the plague uh, was what came out of that. And yeah, I do want to preface, um, that was way before COVID was even a thing. Uh, so, you know, I think uh, just when I tell people that I'm the plague now, they think it's it's COVID related. Uh, and I brought back the plague way before uh, the COVID. So just, just so that's on the record there. I will say, I think it is a fitting name and it's kind of morphed into this, this identity, especially if you look at the queue schedule. I've seen a few times where the plague is listed on the queue and I just associate that with, this is going to be a brutal workout. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be combined with some type of variation of a burpee that I've never even heard of, like a one-armed, one-legged jump tuck burpee or something like that. Uh, but they kind of take on their own identity of this workout is a plague workout. So I think you've kind of honored the name and it's kind of taken on its own identity. I like that. Um, you know, you kind of talked about in your intro there, uh, your first workout, you know, you were in a space in your life at a time where you were coming into this workout. And I, I do think you do have a, a really interesting story that, you know, I think that you share with quite a few people, but I, I think more people could benefit to hear where you were at in your life at that time and, and how F3 has kind of helped you in, in that aspect of your life, I guess. Yeah, man. Um, you know, it's funny. Every time I think about telling my, my actual story, uh, there's so much shame and um, I don't know if it's guilt or whatever, but um, a lot of shame associated with past behavior. But I've come to realize that that shame is really the voice of, of the devil trying to tell me to, to not display God's glory. And so I'm, I'm going to deny that voice right now and, and just share with you that I'm a recovering drug addict. Um, and at the time, I was pretty deep into uh, some drug use and... Um, that's partially why that first workout was so hard is because the all-nighter I had beforehand, um, you know, and I, and I think what 
um, I really realized over time, you know, God's always pursuing us, whether we like it or not, uh, whether we believe in him or not. Uh, you know, we, we really just get to decide how much we're going to deny him um, or not. And, and I think at that point in my life, I was really going my own way, um, really trying to, you know, burn the candle at, at both ends and really in pursuit of acceptance. Um, you know, that was my ultimate goal. If I could make everybody like me, uh, then I would, would be successful. And I think um, just reflecting on, you know, where I was, it's an interesting thing when a, a guy who's in a dark spot uh, gets in touch with a bunch of guys that are headed in a positive direction. Because I, I think just being around some men that had uh, shared goals and mindset around life priorities uh, had enough impact to where, you know, my, my clean date is actually a, a month uh, after I joined F3. Um, and, you know, so August 12th, uh, every year is about a month after July 21st, which, um, you know, is my F3 anniversary. So it's, I got a lot to celebrate, um, but it's just, uh, it's not anything that I really did. It's just the, the place God had me um, during that time. And, you know, so I think, yeah, there's just, there's been so much impact that F3 has had in the last three years. I, I um, I don't know if we'll have time for it all here, but I, I hope you have some good questions to get well, into. Well, no, 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 that's okay. We can uh, kind of ask you then. I mean, what are what are some of those moments for you in those those three years that have really stuck out for you? You know, I think um, I remember. So, so coffee, uh, I remember, was a big a big part um, of the beginning of that journey. And at the time, um, wait time actually worked at the same organization as, as I and Tonight Show. And, and he was a, you know, C-level executive, right? Big, big wig. Uh, and I was having coffee with him and a guy named Placebo, uh, who doesn't post a lot anymore, but um, was also pretty high up at a pharmaceutical company. And so in my mind, these are some really important people, right? They've got status, they've got money, they've got the things that, that I maybe was pursuing. Uh, and we were having coffee and I just kind of poured out what I was going through to them. And their response was love and acceptance and no judgment at all. Uh, and that was not what I was expecting in my head. I was expecting, uh, you know, hey, we got to go. Uh, hey, I, you know, I don't have time for this conversation. I don't really want to be around you. You know, that's the, the lie I was believing in my head. And I think that initial response um, really started me down this pathway of maybe, maybe it's not such a bad thing to come to grips with who, who I really am or, or some of my challenges in life. Maybe that's actually the right thing, right? The more people that know my story, the more partners I have to hold me accountable um, and that can really identify when I'm not being the man that I want to be. So that was that was the beginning, and that just that first coffee, the open conversation, and and the response from those guys, which you see it all over today. You see guys pour their heart out, and we respond with love and acceptance, and um, that's a powerful thing. Well, and I, and I certainly appreciate that. I I think we all appreciate you being willing to share here and be vulnerable, which I feel like you are often, um, which is what's needed in our community to really grow and hold each other accountable, as you're alluding to. You know, I I think I've known you probably a year into your journey and didn't necessarily have to see you deal with the struggles that may, maybe you were dealing with the front end. But it seems like, you know, the, the year after, I guess I would have met you, I'm two years in, you're all in. Man. Uh, 
you know, you're, you're helping EH guys. I know you've EH khakis and a, a few other guys and taking on some leadership roles and, and really it made an adjustment. So what is it that, I guess, was there a point where you said, yeah, this is it, I'm all in and, or was it something someone said to you? What was it that got you there? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. And, and I don't know that I can identify what it was. It's, it's probably uh, a power outside of me. Um, but what I noticed immediately about F3 is that it was a place that didn't exist for guys to share who they were, to be accepted for that, uh, and to get fit at the same time, which is, which is kind of great, right? And so I, I immediately... I started in July, and then that November, um, I wanted to pair some of my previous experience with men's Bible studies and and book studies with F3, and so so I set out uh, talking with Wait Time and other guys at the time, and said, "Hey, let's start this thing. It's just we'll get together and we'll we'll do a book study, or we'll talk about a topic that guys care about." And, and I was I was really fixated on the the concept of identity and purpose. And I think um, at the time it was funny because we said, well, yeah, let's go check it out. And we've identified Paradise Bakery. And then we kind of had more conversation that led to why don't we run beforehand? And then it went into let's start a site and why don't we stop along the way and do exercises while we run? And that just morphed into Paradise Island. And, and I think I was given a leadership opportunity when I was at what felt like a low point in my life. And um, I, I want uh, I want other people to have that. Yeah, it's um because it's not it's not the corporate um, structure that we all chase so often, and and so I think I just I, I know how broken I was and how much it meant to me have opportunities at a certain point in my life. And I, and I think um, when you get the taste of leadership amongst a group of men that respect you for who you are, where you are, uh, no matter what, um, there's power in that. And I, I will tell you, um, just completely changed, you know, shortly after we launched Paradise Island, then uh, F3 Nation came out with the Q source and we started going through that content and, and you start learning about things like the concentrica model and wait a minute works not first place how do i what does that even look like or mean and um i think part of what uh what gets me at the core is like we just can't get the word out fast enough that there's a better way uh you know there's a statement and um that you hear a lot of people make in in 12-step rooms and um you know you, you hear them say if you want what we've we've got and you're willing to to put in the effort to get it um you know it, and you really have to be willing to put in the effort but i feel like f3 has what most guys are looking for uh and i went through a period when i first started f3 where all i could see were you know sad clowns and and uh, workout apparatuses you know I'd be at a playground thinking there's a there's a pull-up bar and I'd see some kid's dad and I'd, and I'd be like and there's a sad clown you know and, and um, it's just I, I think the problem with men and masculinity in our community is we've been taught to chase the wrong things and and just flipping that concentrica model um, inside out where work is is really the last priority 
um, has this profound impact where you actually get better uh, at being a husband, a father, a friend, and ultimately you get better at doing your job. Um, and you start to realize most people put way too much of their identity in their job. And, you know, I think um, what I also know is that that problem doesn't, it's not a one-time quick fix. You know, when F3 talks about the flux, what I think they mean is the tendency for work to pull back into the center because of how much attention and time we give it. So sorry to get a little emotional there, but um, it, no, it's that's really, okay. really crucial to me that we just have to get the word out. I don't always approach FNGs um, with kindness. You know, a lot of times I'm checking out a guy to see if he can do as many burpees as me, and the answer is no. Uh, <laughs> but but I do care. Um, you know, I think that's the thing that I, I realize is I'm still trying to figure out who I am most days. And, and um, you know, and so I, I do care, I, and I do want more and more guys to join. Um, it's just uh, we just can't get it out fast enough is my thought but sorry to ramble. so no that's okay and, and i agree with you i think getting the word out is huge because you know it has such a high a huge impact on men um i think you're right i think society as a whole doesn't cultivate uh, a culture where men are open with each other or striving to be better leaders or putting the primary focus in the right right buckets right um what is it you think about F3 that kind of nurtures, I guess, a better way of living or a better sense of living? Yeah, there's something, something about men doing work together or the common struggle of a challenging workout or a run that just, I think for me, it tears down whatever walls or ego you were putting up, right? You got a guy running next to you and all of a sudden, like, I don't have to impress him with my car or my job or, you know, my finances or even necessarily how fast I'm running unless it's Jean-Claude and, and he wants to race that day, right? Then, then you, or, you know, somebody like Trench or Smash Mouth, um, you know, and then you got to um, slow down so you can keep up with Pony. But I think, uh, <laughs> I think it, it's really that ability that F3 has to break down those barriers. I think it's also... Um, Putting the, the fitness, fellowship, and faith together the way that they have, you know going into it, right? We attract a certain type of guy. So you know when you show up that at some point uh, you're going to get in some fitness. There's going to be some fellowship, and somebody's going to at least pray at the end, right? And, and so I think, um, I think it's that and the continued leadership opportunities that, that we have uh, for guys that just makes it a vehicle for transformation, um, and we've done a particularly good job, in my opinion, in, in F3 Omaha of providing opportunities for guys to explore all three Fs on different levels based on where they're at. So we've got, you know, multiple ways you can accelerate your fitness. We've got a lot of different second F things. And then we've done a lot of third F things, whether you consider third F to be community service or you consider third F to be Bible study, we've got it all. Um, and I think we've done a good job of continuing to expand those availabilities. Yeah, I want to ask you specifically about how you feel you're filling those needs, you know, not just in the first step. I know you're posting, I think Lauren's got you talked down to four days a week, uh, <laughs> down from six to four. Um, so we know you're hitting the, the first F component. How are you feeling in the, the second and third F? You know, I, uh, 
my fitness continues to accellerate. My uh, <laughs> my VO two max, uh, you know, is about fifty eight, uh, which is a metric out there that if you want. How to many track. burpees can you do with uh, <laughs> without stopping? Uh, you know, I think the most I did was like three hundred and some burpees in, <laughs> okay. in thirty minutes. I got the video. I can I can prove it. Um, <laughs> now you know, Splinter Cell. He did blockies uh, for thirty minutes, and I, I don't know what he got a hundred and some, but. Um, no, I, I think fitness is good. I think fitness for me, you know, this, and this is the problem with, with uh, being an addict is, is the drugs are gone, but the, the mindset and the thought process is, is still a part of me that I deal with every day. And so anything I do can become another addiction. So I have to really make sure that I'm monitoring that closely. Uh, there are times where if I don't work out on a day, it messes with me all day long. And so I'm, I'm trying to, especially with the baby coming, to put systems in place that allow my mind some flexibility with that. Um, so I, I try to get in some type of workout every day. Um, you know, I hit 1,600 miles this year. That was a, a goal of mine was to do 1,500. And um, it bugs me that I'm not going to hit 2,000, you know? And so it's just yeah. like that addict mindset um, is like, it's never good enough. So fitness is something that I continue to just get it in every day, but I, I don't track my F3 250. I'm, I'm not doing all of the tracking like I used to because it's, uh, that drives me to be um, a more addictive behavior around it. Second F, um, you know, I, I'm an awkward guy. Uh, you know, we know. I'm hard, I'm <laughs> yeah, <hard> we know. <laughs> to, I'm hard to be friends with. Uh, I'm, I'm, flaky at times you know I love coffee and um but you know nobody wants to invite their their addict friend to uh, a happy hour right <laughs> so I was I was actually just talking to another PAX about this that maybe we maybe we need a sober uh you know happy hour event but um you know I, I think the the reality is that even if I was invited I probably wouldn't go um you know so that so like it's on me I just um something about me and I don't fully know how to have a healthy male relationship. I know that sounds weird, but um, I'm in a shield lock. You know, I'm pretty sure they've got other text threads without me on it. Uh, and, you uh, sound paranoid. Come on. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it, that second F is where I see the most opportunity for, for growth for me. Um, and, and I don't think of second F as just coffee and hanging out after a workout. It's really like, who are those guys that have your back? And, and not only that, but how can you have their back? You know, I'm a really good consumer, um, you know, but I'm, I'm not, uh, not very good at giving back to my friends and, and I need to work on that. A lot of that is um, just because I'm, I'm selfish by nature and, and I know that I need to work on it. Um, from a third F perspective, I don't think I've ever felt closer uh, to my higher power, to God or, or to Jesus at, at any point in my life. And I think that's because I can directly see how powerful he is. Uh, you know, every day I'm reminded that I cannot do this alone and that every ounce of what I have is a gift. So I'm just, you know, a year ago, my wife and I were looking at adoption agencies and somehow we're having our own baby naturally tomorrow. Uh, you know, I just, I don't, I don't know how that happens without, without God. And so I spend a lot of time in his word. 
my wife and I do a, a Bible study together every morning and, and we talk about it at night and that's, that's been amazing uh, for our marriage. But, you know, I do small group stuff. I went to the Bible study this morning. Um, it was a fantastic conversation uh, with uh, Samples and, and Wentworth and uh, uh, Biff. Um, and then I love the QSource stuff because the QSource stuff is, to me, it's um, based on the Bible. That's the oldest leadership book known to man, but it, it's also, uh, you know, looks at a, a little bit different angle of, of leadership too. So I think third F um, is probably where I spend the most of my time. I'm a, kind of addicted to knowledge and, um, you know, I, I, the thing I would say I'm working on there is how do I help other guys develop in that area? Um, there's no, you know, I... I I certainly don't want to be the guy that's always speaking up or has thoughts or ideas, but I also think I've been through something that's unique that not everybody goes through and, and have learned a lot that I just, I can't hold back from sharing sometimes. But I think it's important. Yeah, no, no, I think those are great things. And I think it's important to know that, you know, in those group settings and the second half opportunities or third half opportunities and just being vulnerable with one another, what we're getting is a different perspective that we never had, right? we're getting your perspective of your life, the things, the trials and tribulations that you've been through that we haven't had to experience and that hopefully we can learn from. I think that's what it's all about. And I think you're hitting it on the head. Um, you know, you, you mentioned some terms like uh, shield block. I'm curious about your thoughts on uh, the shield block and um, how that's kind of progressed with the pandemic and us growing as, you know, F3 Omaha in general. Uh, how is the shield block form for you? Um, I guess just talk to me about your shield block, all the good things. So I would say uh, we live in a broken world. So that means the people around us are broken and uh, pandemic or whatever the next thing is, it, it's going to require us, in my opinion, to lean more on relationships in, instead of worldly things. And so the shield block for me has been a way for me to, to try to build a support system. I would say we're working on that regular meeting schedule. What does that look like for us to get together on a regular basis? Um, I think, you know, I've found some guys that are like-minded and they know what I've been through and they also know who I'm trying to be. And I think that's really important. Um, one, one of the things I, I realized about F3 early on was if I'm going off on a rant or, or something about, let's just say my wife and I got in an argument and I'm, and I'm talking about her in a negative way, the guys in F3 are going to say something. Um, and I think your shield lock is very similar just on a deeper level. So, you know, I, I think one of my favorite examples um, with grills, because, you know, if you've ever been through anything with your marriage where you and your wife didn't agree, right, you sometimes have some negative things to say because you're, you're pissed off that she <laughs> doesn't agree with you, right? Uh, right. Maybe that's me. But um, I remember one time I was complaining, you know, um, and, and kind of saying, you know, I've been clean for a year now and my wife is still struggling and, and talking out loud amongst the packs. And I remember Grills pulled me aside and he just said, hey, man, uh, you know, I just want you to know, um, I know your wife and I think she's great. And, and I don't think you're portraying her the way she would want to be portrayed. Um, and it just kind of slapped me in the face and it made me think like, wow. I need people like that around me. Um, and so the shield lock is just narrowing the focus a little bit and 
uh, spending more time with people that will call you out on, on your BS because let's be honest, I'm wrong way more than I'm right. And if I continue to listen to the voice in my head, I'm never going to know it. So I think it's just, you know, who, who's going to help you identify your blind spots? Um, and I think I found a good, good group of guys that can do that. We just got to just got to meet more often. Um, and that's hard. I think that's a challenge with everybody's schedules and people with different age kids, that sort of thing. It's, it's a challenge to get together. But uh, ultimately, you've got that support, um, you know, spiritually or even when they're not there in person. So I, I think it's been a really, really good thing for me. Yeah. And, and I wanted to second that, uh, you know, my should like became, you know, kind of was created because people were moving to different parts, you know, F3 Omaha has really grown over the past year and we all can't post at the same spot. And, you know, for the new guys, uh, it, it's so awesome that you're in a, at, a, at a time like this where it's really growing and you're feeling like you're seeing new faces, even for, you know, some of the OG guys, uh, some of the older PAX members, it's crazy to go to these new sites because you see, four or five new faces and maybe only a couple of guys you recognize on a regular basis. So I think ours was a byproduct of, Hey, we're not going to be able to post every day um, together. Uh, you know, like you said, we are like-minded and, and you know who I'm trying to be as a person and we want to stay in contact. And I, I need you to keep me and hold me accountable for the person that I want to be, you know, and just as a byproduct of a, F3 Omaha growing, I, I, I kind of want to ask you about F3 Omaha's growth. Um, and this can be completely cut, but I do want to get your insight on uh, where it's going, uh, what you think F3 Omaha looks like, <laughs> uh, how the concept of free the lead uh, goes into this huge planning we've got on opening other sites in conjunction with Sarpy County and Douglas County. I mean, I've just got a lot of questions there. So I figured you're the guy I could talk to. Yeah, there's obviously some some stuff in motion that I maybe can't tell, tell you about. Um, but I, I will give you, you know, just some of my, my open, uh, honest opinion. And, and this will be our test to see if Tater is listening to these podcasts. So, um, you know, I, I think right now we have uh, a lot of sites and we have, you know, over three years, we've had 1,200 guys that have shown up at least one time to F3 Omaha. And for one reason or another, I would say, and I don't have any numbers to suggest this, I probably should, but I, I would say on the high end, let's say we have 200 different unique male individuals that are posting a week, right? So that's, so your, your retention rate um, just waxes and wanes over time, right? And And you can't, I don't think you can control that. So my perspective and opinion has always been we we shouldn't focus so much on the numbers, right? Because the numbers are going to always change based on whatever somebody's got going on. I see us growing um, with number of sites, but but I have to ask myself and and I you know anybody that is listening, are we growing in all three Fs? Uh, or is the expansion and number of sites just a, a growth of the first F? But I also think we need to make sure guys are able to identify and explore uh, the concept of a higher power. I, I think if we don't teach guys about faith, if we don't give guys ways to develop their faith, 
uh, I think that's the risk. I think that's really where the male community leadership uh, will thrive. And so for me, I, I'm looking at how can we do more of that? So um, you're seeing like Gunner, right? He, he did a fantastic job getting QSource going down in Sarpy. Um, you're seeing guys, I know Firewalker meets with guys all the time talking about values. How do we establish value systems for guys to make better decisions? Uh, I think we need to do more of that and we need to do more of that and we need to keep doing more of that because that is really where we're going to have an impact. The world does not need a bunch of really fit, good-looking guys. That that does not invigorate the, the community and and I, I don't I'm not suggesting that anybody necessarily thinks that but from from my perspective we still are providing enough of the um, engagement on some of those third F book studies. And, and I, I really think that's um, probably something we need to do. When I think about um, the different regions or the possibility of different regions, um, sure, I think there's possibility there. I think we have some opportunity to make decisions faster as an organization. Um, but I, I also think it goes back to my previous point in order to develop better leaders, we have to teach guys how to surrender control. And in order to develop better leaders, we have to teach guys how to delegate authority to guys that are in other leadership positions. And so that takes faith. You have to have faith in a power greater than yourself so that you can have faith in a guy that's standing next to you. And so in, in my opinion, we've got to do the faith thing before we can get better at the leadership thing. If we add more structure, to an already complicated organization, my fear right now is we're gonna slow it down. Um, and, and that's not what anybody wants to see. So I think, you know, freedom to lead or, or being freed to lead, you know, it, it talks about a, a sua sponte leader. And it's a guy who's leading in line with the mission of the organization they're a part of. We gotta get guys to develop their faith so they're in line with the mission, uh, you know? So I just, to me, that, that third F, and this is nothing against you know, Wentworth or any of the other guys doing third F stuff. I think they're doing a great job, but that's what this impact retreat is all about. That's why if you're, if you're listening and you're not signed up, you should go to that impact retreat because you need to know who you are before you know what to do. And, and so I just, to me, it's, it's all about the faith. And that's, um, you know, I, I didn't, um, I don't know that I signed up to be or uh, applied for the first FQ job. Um, you know, and I don't know if I would want to do the third FQ, but I think I'm, I'm most passionate about uh, how do we get guys to explore their faith and figure out who they are. Um, so that, that's my long answer. Maybe we'll edit that out. I, I doubt it. No, I, that was a great answer. And whether we edit that or this part, we can't. I am appreciative of your thoughts there. And I did want, and I don't even care if it's controversial necessarily. It's just nice to hear an opinion out there. Um, yeah and have people thinking about it. And I definitely respect your opinion on the matter. Um, you know, you are a person who's heavily involved in leadership and have somewhat of a vision of what you think something could be. So it's just interesting to me. So we certainly can cut out this rambling, but I, yeah. I, hey, I've got vision. I also think we need, we need, <laughs> we need IT guys. We need PAX minor. You know, I've got to go. Um, I just, know you do. Just remember, I know you do. Part of, part of developing your faith and learning about who you are is learning what you're not good at. And I'm not the best at execution. So if you need ideas, let me be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many businesses have you started? <laughs> <laughs> at least two. I don't know. 
<laughs> well, good. Uh, well, man, uh, I'm trying to think uh, normal other questions that we hit on. I think you've hit on hit on a bunch of good stuff. You know, I guess in terms of what you would like to see for, um, you know, at three Omaha in the next six months to a year, I think I'd be interested to hear your thoughts there. Yeah, you know, um, I think I think I want us to get through the winter. You know, I, I want us. You know, the winter is going to bring guys closer, uh, and I'm bummed I, I won't be a part of all of it um, as much as I normally am. But I, I hope we can keep our numbers up through the winter, and guys get to experience what that's like. Um, you know, it'd almost be interesting if it was as cold as it was in 2018. I still think that's our coldest winter. Maybe it was just the first first one, but we got to get through the winter. And then what I think would be really cool is if we did a CSOP uh, in January and then along comes spring and you're launching a few new sites and my, you know, ideal state would be at our anniversary celebration in April, we could really announce to the PACs, here's our expansion and leadership strategy. You know, I, I think, um, just by human nature, we want to know the why, we want to know the how, we want to know how things work. And I think we, when I say we as our leadership team, I think we owe some visibility to the guys that are showing up to these things every day to just say, hey, here's where we're headed. You don't need to worry or stress or, you know, think think that nobody um, is thinking about your part of town as the next area for expansion. We see you right? We see, we see the guys in Bellevue. We saw the guys in Gretna two years ago. Um, and so just being able to have that communication pathway with the PACs, uh, because we want to create more leadership roles. We want more guys to be able to lead, and we want more guys to feel the same feeling I felt when I was at my lowest of lows, and somebody gave me a leadership opportunity, and, and mm -hmm. that helped me to excel in other areas of my life. So I, I think by the time we get to that April uh, you know, our four-year anniversary, I would love to see us um, being at a place where we could share that vision with with the PACs. And, and I think we're getting there. You know, I think um, the other thing is failure is part of the leadership development process. So we got to move with something. And if it fails, we'll pivot. You know, we, we yeah. always so. Well, I like the idea of, of kind of giving some type of visibility to just the PACs members. Hey, here's where we're going, right? And then uh, you know, spotting the new leaders and giving them those opportunities, uh, you know, those are all great things. You had kind of touched on uh, just a natural phenomenon of uh, a loss of tax members, right, over time, you know, the flux of retention rates. I'm curious, like, do you have any ideas there on, on how you would actually improve retention? And maybe that's a poor way of thinking of it. Maybe that's a, you know, an non-humanistic way of describing how to keep guys around and keep them engaged but do you have any ideas there or, or given that any thought yeah you know i i think it's it's pretty simple right if you each eh the guy and he shows up that shouldn't be the last time you text him you know i think and I've, I've done this too, right? We're focused on numbers. We're focused on, you know, hey, you just need to show up and this will change your life. And, and that's not necessarily everybody's experience. And so I think, you know, if, you, if every guy would just reach out to the last five guys he's EH'd 
that aren't showing up anymore, um, we, we would our numbers would be through the roof. Um, so I think it's it's that. I mean, I think it's keeping track of those guys that you've EH'd or making sure they're plugged in somewhere. So I I have EH'd a couple guys um, that I'm not like best friends with, and I made sure you know to, that I've, I've kept good touch with them. I reach out to them every once in a while, but they're plugged in and they've got other guys that they're texting to say, hey, where are we going tomorrow? Right? They don't need to be in my shield lock, but I'm I'm asking them if they have a shield lock. Right? So. It's the experienced guys and the alumni talking to the new guys saying, hey, there's this thing called the shield lock, you know, and, and just getting to know guys and giving them that safe space. I think it's easy for us to form a click and that's not what the shield lock is about, right? You, you can still be in a shield lock and talk to a new guy about the things he's struggling with. Um, but I think it's that, it's how do we create the funnel for the new guys to, to get them involved in some of the benefits that the rest of us are experiencing because if, if we just have our shield locks uh, and we don't talk to anybody outside of it it's going to be a really small group pretty soon yeah and i guess do you feel like we're doing a good job of creating that funnel right now you know i it's hard to gauge i, I don't know that i have a good sense um from an fng's perspective I, you know i think a lot of it depends on where a guy's at in his heart when he shows up. But but I can tell you, I saw a new guy post on Tuesday last week, and the look in his eye after that workout, you could tell that this was different, and this was something that he wanted to be a part of. And I'll tell you, I went to high school with this guy, and I, and I know he's in a different spot in his life right now, and, and he's been back. Uh, and so really the next question is, will I make the effort to reach out and send him a text, right? I'm a site queue. I got access to the roster. I saw this guy post at another site. Do I have the guts or the balls to reach out and say, hey, brother, I saw you post. I'm super glad you found F3. Where are you going next week? You know, do I, will I take the time to do that or not? And if the answer is yes, I think we can, we can hook that guy in and, and give him some of what F3 has to offer. If the answer is have no, you Have you done that yet? I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> okay. I haven't. I'm challenging I, you to do but it. I will now. I will now. See, that's why I said that out loud, because I will now. And I think that's um, that's an opportunity for, for many of us. You know, I think over the years, guys will fall off because they move or one reason or another. Um, the other thing is it, it can't necessarily be – something we control either so you know i think um we got to be open to that too that, that uh, a guy might show up and it might not be the right time um you know I, a mistake that i have made uh is i eh some of my friends early on and when they decided not to come i kind of cut them off basically like hey if you don't want to work out at 5 30 in the morning then you ain't no friend of mine uh and that's that's not the appropriate thing to do that's a good practical approach to life <laughs> <laughs> well you know you know i've told you i'm awkward and i'm hard to be friends with so i i think um it's one of those things where you know i wish i wouldn't have done that but now i have some buddies that they meet up and I'll, I'll see them for dinner or whatever and they're having kids and they're at a great spot where they probably need f3 and they'll say are you still doing that workout thing and it's kind of like yeah man when are you coming out you know and um just realizing that that people that aren't in the group sometimes want to talk about other stuff. Um, and, you know, the challenge I have is I also need to spend more time developing hobbies so I have other stuff to talk about because I don't have a whole lot to talk about other than F3 and, and work and my family, you know. And so, uh, 
that's another. Well, those are all good things. Those are all good things. Yeah. Well, uh, let's kind of, uh, I guess let's get some advice. What would you, what advice would you give uh, the F and G? Um, I would, I would tell the guy uh, that shows up today um, that, that your second post is harder. Uh, the, se- the second post is going to be more difficult. Um, and, and that's because you, you've now experienced the awkwardness that we all know to be F3, right? After your first post, you're like, yeah, I think I got a workout. You know, if you're into fitness, you're going to go look at your fitness tracker and compare the, you know, calorie burn to the calorie burn for your, your solo workout. And you're going to find, oh, I didn't burn as many calories and, um, I didn't know all the guys and, um, you're going to create a lot of story that prevents you from coming back that second time. So, so the second time is harder. And I would just say, come back, come back the second time. Um, and then I would also tell them, um, challenge yourself, uh, to go to coffee. Uh, and then my response when that guy tells me that he's got to work early, um, would be, would be to call him on that BS. Uh, I, w- I would, I would tell you that, uh, going to your office at, at eight o'clock when nobody else is there and responding to five additional emails is not nearly as valuable as, uh, 10, 15 minutes of coffee with this group of guys that just wants to, wants to care about you. Um, Hey, so, not everyone can go to the office at noon like you, Brandon. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but that's what I would say, cause I told myself for a long time, oh, I, don't, I don't have time for coffee. I got to go home and shower and. And now, like, man, I, you know, I can't tell you how many times I am, uh, just can't wait for coffee. And, uh, you know, to be honest, if conversations go in a certain direction, uh, I may reschedule that 8 a.m. meeting if the guy uh, is crying on my shoulder about life. You know, I want to be there uh, for my brothers. And um, honestly, that's that's more important than than a meeting at work. But For sure. All right. Well, uh, how about some some parting advice for the OGs that have been here for a while. Oh man. Uh, I think the, the parting advice for the OGs and, and I know um, I always think about Brazilian's podcast and he said it's a buffet. And I would say, is it really? Uh, and should it be? Um, I would, I would say, Go through the Q source, try to apply half of what it says uh, and see if it doesn't change your life. I, I think the fame mentality leads to obesity, right? And so it, it's an obesity of, you know, physical, you know, your body or, or an obesity of, of knowledge in your mind. I think if you don't decide what information you're going to use to guide your life, the risk, at least for me, uh, is overload. And then you, and then you don't know what to listen to. You don't know who you are. You don't know how to make decisions and you're going with the next thing that feels good. Uh, and and I know we have guys that are doing that and I'm, and I'm, I don't, I don't know that Brazilian's doing that, but I'm just using his analogy of the buffet. And, And I think it probably shouldn't be a buffet, you know, buffets are healthy. Buffets spread COVID folks, uh, buffets, uh, our, you know, Valentino's buffet shut down. So I think we got to rethink that mentality. And I think we got to 
narrow our focus on the content that, that's being put out there by a three nation because it's um, there's not much that, that compares uh, in my opinion. I, I read a lot, listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, Dread has done a really fine job of, of connecting scripture and concepts that relate to men. And, and I think we got to dive into that a little bit more if we really want to change the community we live in. Well, thank you, man. Thank you for that. I certainly appreciate your time today. I'm proud to call you a friend. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very excited for these next few weeks for you as you and Lauren welcome, uh, hopefully a, a little baby boy in named John. <laughs> no. no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. hey, uh, anybody I may have offended during this episode, uh, I apologize, but I'll be on paternity leave for the next month. So take it up with Pony. You can email me <laughs> ponyexpress at gmail.com. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Those go unread, so, but feel free to submit them. <laughs> um, also, we are hiring an IT person who is willing to go through our emails, do our scheduling, and edit our podcast for us. The pay is zero. Um, the content is low. <laughs> the quality is high. Um, <laughs> well, I want to take us out in a quick, uh, not a COT this time, <laughs> but uh, name Arama. So I am John Whitworth, 30. Pony Express. Hey, Pony Express. Uh, Brandon Flaherty, 35, The Plague. The Plague. Thankful Thanks. for you, brother. Yeah, you too, man. <laughs>